What's shaking YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of Long Box presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week slash Mikey Sutton San Diego Comic Con special preview scoops. So hey, just yeah, it's uh, we're gonna go easily for ninety minutes straight. So uh, get your beverages. Uh, so you know what? We don't have time for a music intro because you know we're running late, but. Apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes. When this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump of sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals, befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. Your nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib, come with the verses. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thursday what? without a Randall Ryan, baby. Every what time. A, every time. What a, hey, man. Anytime. You don't need to be at San Diego Comic Con. You don't need no FOMO. You got uh, us, man. Sir. We're here, man. This is where the Dark Side Jedi, yes, Gabe sir. Loves Nice. Cool kids comics. are here. <laughs> JB, Otto in the house. And my man, Mikey Sutton's here. Because we're going to do a while. <laughs> it's, we're gonna do a shakers list, and then we're gonna do a San Diego preview, and there may be some cannonballs, some scoops here and there. You never uh, know, man. The show oh, is sponsored. There go. Oh, yeah. there you go. This show is sponsored by our friends over at CoverPrice.com, <laughs> and this show was only available because our friend Matt uh, wasn't able to make it to San Diego Comic Con. So you still want to do shakers? And then I had already planned to have a show with Mikey. So I said, "I see. You know what?" I'm going to combine peanut butter and chocolate, and then we're going to make it all work together. So, uh, also, this is the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups episode. Yep. Our friend at Key Collectibles at Facebook.com, Instagram.com, forward slash Key Collectibles for all your pressing CGC submission needs. I do believe they are San Diego Comic Con, so hit up our friends at Key Collectibles. Also, shout out to my boy Nuevez, who's working hard over at San Diego Comic Con. Also, shout out to. Hoodbrad Comics and Swagga House. Yo, man, they did a San Diego Comic-Con panel. How awesome Please. is that? So shout nice. out to uh, Hoodbrad Comics and Swagga House, man. So once again, this is the cover price comic book shakers of the week. This list comes from cover price focusing on the new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times every day, so make sure you check it out every day. Some of the hottest trending books on the market, and we're gonna get right to it, boys and girls. What do we got for the first one? You know, I, you know what I like about this list is you don't know which ten are selected. The top ten, you kind of have a clue, you know, but this one, not so much. So, what do we got for the first one? All right, first one this week we got uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual Number Sixteen. Uh, this is from Marvel, good old nineteen eighty-two. Uh, this book features the first appearance and origin of Monica Rambeau as Captain Marvel. And this newsstand edition recently hit an all-time high sell of $1,100 for a CGC 9.8, nearly double what it sold for almost two years ago. As some may remember, Monica Rambeau has already appeared in WandaVision as her alter ego, uh, Photon, her mother, Mar Maria Rambo recently appeared in Multiverse of Madness as Captain Marvel, but prior to that, Monica held the title. After receiving the ability to transform her body into any form of energy, as well as energy manipulation, Monica takes on the moniker of Captain Marvel, using those powers for good. With the release of the Marvels coming next year, and, a confirm and the confirmation Monica Ram Rambo will appear once again, Many speculate we will see her don the alter ego of Captain Marvel in the near future. Regardless, with nearly 300 9.8s in the CGC census, it'll be interesting to see if the price continues to rise. So, um, wait a second. So, 1982, you know what I got to do, right? You got to pull up that, that new stand. die. So, uh, direct stand was actually more rare than newsstand in 1982. So, 80 to 20% ratio. Um, so, you know, take it for what it is, but sorry about that. So, uh, this That's is funny. a newsstand. So, you know, they were more newsstand. And just imagine 1982, there weren't that many comic book shops, right? In the 90s, 
you could walk into a mall and there'd be like three comic shops all in the same place. So Sativo, high yeah. grade newsstand, high grade. Yeah, high grade. Because these were out stand. in the wild um, getting finger banged by people. I mean, whoa, whoa now. Dad, whoa, 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 whoa. It's a whole whoa. new different territory. That sounds like a first date. show without something Comic inappropriate. Book. Normally it comes Comic from Dark Side Jedi or somebody, but it <laughs> from JB, hey, the family tonight. man. Oh, my that's God. Maybe later. Maybe of- later. What did the mood of Portland do to you? Oh my Ooh. God! Uh, JP's going three fingers deep in a new That's stop now. That's let me ask you something, Mikey. Um, <laughs> we, I, I. What's funny is I did a scoop of yours yeah. over two years ago regarding Blue Marvel appearing in upcoming series. Do you think Blue Marvel will? Are you hearing Blue Marvel is going to be in the Marvels uh, movie? When I got the cannonball? Oh, already? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Damn, right off the rip. Well, let's do it, man. That's that's uh yeah. You know what? Is, there, is it is is it a cannonball or is it a bomb? Um, we can get a bomb. You know, they're, they're pretty size. Well, I just want an excuse to play this. Oh, oh, oh we dropped a bomb. Monetized at all whatsoever. No. <laughs> Monetization tonight. By the way, Leather Salon Boss will be returning. Just want to let you guys know uh, that we're going to start doing that again. It's been too long, Tivo. Yep. I really missed it. Um, of the Long Box every Sunday, boys and girls. Exactly. And so, Blue Marvel, I'm hearing, will be in the Marvels. Um, I don't know how big of an appearance it'll be. Uh, we scooped this years ago. Done, uh, Lord's the long box. Like the Blue Marvel is definitely coming. That book is not easy to find for me. I have you, you guys that own it because I have. No, I, have I don't. Have, I have a nine point eight. I, I don't mean to brag or anything, but I have a nine point eight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> of Blue Marvel number one. It's been specced on a long time. It's yeah. it's been like a fifteen hundred dollar book, and you know he was he, he played a prominent role in the Ultimates, the team that had uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, what was Black, her name? Black, Black, Black Panther. Yeah. Black Panther. Is her name Spectrum at that time? I think uh, uh, well, also uh, America Chavez was on that team. Exactly. Um, yeah. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, but it's been long talked about. So it's only matter to know Adam Brashear. He's a cool character. He's one of the smartest characters and most powerful. So uh, it'd be dope to, to, to have him with, a, you know, hear me out here. What's the uh, that really depression show on ABC uh, with the uh, talk and it has flashbacks and the guy that used to be in Heroes. God, that's a really bad reference. But do you guys know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, man, you're taking me back in time. Asher Wise, what that show is about. Anyway, I would think that the black dude in that show would make a perfect Adam Brashear. I think, uh, but anyway, maybe someone in the live chat knows what I'm talking about. Um, the dude that was in Heroes and uh, Anthony Malignia, whatever his name is, and they have flashbacks to him, and then he dies. Uh, God, I'm awful. My girlfriend used to watch that show, but it was sounds too like a really uplifting show. It yeah, is not. Right. It is depressing as fuck. My girlfriend used to cry like every episode. <laughs> it's like, all right. So Amazing Spider-Man, you know, number 16, newsstand edition, $1,100 and a 9.8. Hey, always good for some little TNA on this show. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Hello. All right. Next up, we've got Grim Fairy Tales issue number one. 
originally published in 2005 from Xenoscope Entertainment. Now Joe Brusha and Ralph Tedesco launched Xenoscope Entertainment on the back of the Grim Fairy Tales series. This issue was the centerpiece that created the universe in which many of the spin-off stories take place. Oz, Mist, Neverland, Wonderland, and of course Earth all participate in larger universal events that started with this issue. Now, while Xenoscope may be more known for their popular variant covers and the infamous Z-rated covers, they started with this fun horror twist on traditional fables. Since 2018, this book's highest recorded 9.8 sale has remained at about 250 bucks. On July 19th, this book took a massive spike and jumped to a new high of $400. Now, according to the CGC census, there are currently 191 graded 9.8 copies on the census. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, This Is Us is the name of the show. Um, this is and, Yeah. This Is Us. That's the depressing show. And he, uh, yeah. he was also in Black Panther. He played Killmonger's father. Uh, if you remember, um, uh, in yes. the beginning. that's what I'm saying. He would be my perfect casting for Adam Brashear, but we digress. We're talking about grim fairy tales. Al real regular covers. Zenoscope always does these kind of crazy, mm. sexy covers, but, uh, to I believe this kicked it all off in 2005, 399 bucks, man. All right. So we go from grim fairy tales. Number one to one that really touches my inner child, man. I absolutely <laughs> love this. True, book, man. I'm telling you, this is my childhood right here. Anna Barbera. Look at this. Herculoids Birdman. Young Samson, the mighty Thor. I'm surprised Space Ghost isn't on this, but this is Hanna Barbera's superhero TV's number one from 1968 for Western comics or key, as you see up there. Um, although these heroes aren't as popular, but they should be as some of the other ones like that are blowing up right now, like the Flintstones, the Jetsons, the Smurfs, the Simpsons. They're still nostalgic to kids that used to watch these Saturday morning cartoons religiously, or I caught them on rewind, re, uh, rewinds, like I probably did. Mikey, I know you watched this too. Um, out of this bunch, the Herculoids was yeah. one of the favorites. Space Ghost was probably my favorite of them all. Uh, but later issues of this series included the still popular Space Ghost, uh, who even has a song named after him by Glass Animals. A raw book recently sold for $250 um, on 411.22, but the big sale was a 9.4 that sold for $600 on 7.14.22. Nostalgia is and always be where the collector's heart is. So go out and find what makes you happy to collect, man. And I've got a bunch of these. These are great books, man. All of them. Young Frankenstein, you name it, man. As I, mean, I recall, when I was growing up, I maybe it, these weren't Saturday morning cartoons. They were on reruns because, you know, they were reruns, out for, for a long time. But uh, yes. at the very bottom, I totally remember the Galaxy Trio with Meteor Man, Gravity Girl, and Vapor Man. Uh, and really? My tour. Yeah, I totally. Yeah. It was like a block. It, they showed like a half hour, an hour, and it would show a little bit of everything. But they were like we, 15 minutes each at best. You yeah. Know? But like, I mean, uh, that's just like, man, that's just such great nostalgia. Yeah. Hannah yeah, I, I fell in love with these characters when uh, Cartoon Network brought them back and they were doing things yes. like C Lab 2021, Harvey yep. Birdman, Attorney at Law. 
uh, and all that kind of ri- ridiculous stuff. But they were making fun and having a good time with these kind of like ghost yeah, characters appreciate as that, well. Man. I didn't, oh I, no, I, no! I would like my Space Ghost to be serious, yeah, man. man. You know, well, kind of. You know, but Space Ghost was a great show, though. Yeah, uh, Space Ghost got two CDs. See, there's two soundtracks out there that you could get. That's awesome. Yeah. All the music from the show. Yeah, there was a cartoon I remember as a kid that wasn't Hanna Barbera, but it had a character named Baby Man. Do you remember that? It was holy cow. Yeah, had baby man had like a like like sucking on something, right? like a little. No, girl. I don't remember that. This this show is off the rails already. Fingers are sucking on that. It's over, folks. All right, Hanna wow. Barbera Super TV, uh, Super TV Heroes Number One from Western Comics on 1968. That seems like undervalued to me. Nine point four. Uh, it does. Uh, if you can find these books, you just gotta dig. Yeah, for you can. They're impossible to find. Nine four. Yeah. yeah. All right, what do we got up next, guys? Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number eight. This is the San Diego Comic-Con Scotty Young variant from 2019. Bring on Doctor Doom. It seems like forever collectors have been specking on Doctor Doom. In recent times, he has seemed a sure bet to show up in the MCU. And the latest and greatest word on the street might find him in the post credit scene for the upcoming Black Panther 2 movie. Whether or not this actually plays out, most are confident it is only a matter of time before we see this iconic villain take the silver screen. As such, many Doctor Doom covers have seen a bump in sales these recent weeks. Fantastic 457 features a full frontal view of our noteworthy villain, some notable Current high sales include a CGC 7.5 that reached $490, a CGC 3.5 hitting $225. Mid to lower grade raw copies are in the $150 to $200 range, with a high grade raw copy reaching a startling $1,500 just a few weeks ago. The best part about Dr. Doom is... uh, he is everywhere. Fantastic Four, Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers Submariner, Thor, Iron Man, Marvel superheroes, Daredevil issues, among so many others. They all feature them on their covers. So right now, go out and hunt. Yeah, the casting for this needs to be perfect because yeah. it needs to be cocky. You can't mess up Doctor Doom. Yeah. Arrogant and but, things of that. Uh, yeah, cocky, is- arrogant, and having some mommy issues. What does this yeah. book have to do with Doctor Doom? I don't get it. What the correlation is? Just because. That's a good question. I think, yeah, I think it's because it's just uh, San Diego Comic Con version. Because you know, I was, we're pulling some San Diego Comic Con editions this okay. week, obviously for obvious reasons. Um, but um, yeah, it's just people will find things and they are just gonna buy it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Scotty Young was, I remember back when he first started, everything was hot for Scotty Young and then he had it tapered off. So it's interesting to see people going back to revisit Scotty Young now, you know what I'm saying? Um, and you know, um, I think at the pinnacle of his career was probably fuck fairyland. If you think about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? Hey, I don't mean to bring this up, but I think we might have another issue where we have the wrong graphic for the book because I think it might the, be a typo. Too, it says yeah. fantastic Four Fifty Seven in the in the text so, oh um well let me we see. may have it says uh, had a spider-man little... scotty young yeah well that's the title but in yeah the, i think that's the, the title body, 
Yeah. yeah. It's a Fantastic 457. So, hey. So, there you go. It's Fantastic 457. Go get a Fantastic 457. <laughs> Just get this one, too. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? If you buy everything, you won't have to worry about it. You know there what? You Maddie told me he's, he rushed this and I should uh, read the notes and I, <laughs> I did so. You know, I read this thing three times. It didn't even dawn on me until just now. It's all your fault, JB. It's all your well, fault. I never get to see the graphics until the show. Well, I was looking for Doctor Doom on the cover. Like Doctor Doom. Maybe? That's what I thought. I figured he was on the cover somewhere. <laughs> he's so. on the back cover. Just imagine he's on the back. Oh, cover. he's on the All back right, of so. the cover. Oh, okay. That's nah. it. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next book, which is a pretty interesting book, man. All right. Yeah, this is a good book. I like. I love Over the Garden Wall. So this is Over the Garden Wall number one from. Wait, are you for sure real about that? You know this book. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I worked at a comic book store for years. I, I sold this stuff a lot from Kaboom. Really? Oh, yeah. oh these are great for kids. Um, yeah, uh, it's things like even uh, what's that one? The, uh, the the Camp Scout Girls. There's another. There's a really great like Kaboom and Boom in 2015. They were doing great kid stuff. Like it's not kitty and stupid. It's really fun and interesting. So yeah, um, Over the Garden Wall. This popular uh, Cartoon Network series is a beloved fan favorite show. That went on to win an Emmy in 2015 for Outstanding Animated Program. The comic series first started with a one-shot and then this four-issue miniseries. It eventually found its stride with a successful comic run of 20 issues that began in 2016. Fans must be feeling nostalgic over the series as its first issue has slowly been climbing up in value, leading to a new high sell of $100 for a raw copy this week. Uh, these early issues are starting to rise in value, so keep an eye out. Hey, just goes to show you, man. Comics of all for all ages, all things. I mean, I think uh, did they just recently uh, release that uh, Devil Girl, uh, Moon Girl, Devil Dinosaur trailer? Was that or is that uh, I believe, my I trip? Believe they did, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I believe either tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow. There's going to be a Marvel animation panel, so I don't expect them to show like um, footage from uh, What If Season 2, because uh, yeah. it's separate from the Hall H panel. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that after the Shaker show, because uh, there's some interesting developments that are happening, and uh, you know, I originally, I'll, we'll get to it later, come on. But since it's San Diego, Over the Wall, number one, Jim Campbell cover from Boom Studios 2015, and since in honor of San Diego Comic-Con, we have to pull this out, and this is definitely over. If you have this, I need proof of life. Yeah, no, this is amazing. This was something I would love to find. Oh, my absolutely. God. I would this is that. something that is just would be a grail. All it's right. one of the coolest things on the Shakers for a minute. Yeah, look at the Kirby. That's so Kirby, obviously. All so, right, so this is the San Diego uh, San Diego. Otto, you're next after this one. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just so excited about this. <laughs> you <were. laughs> Are you um, next up? We've got San Diego. San Diego. He was so Golden excited. State I felt so bad for him. Program. Should I read it? Go ahead, Otto. Read it. You're excited. No, you're I, don't no I don't want it. No, I don't want it. I don't need your pity. <laughs> I'll read the next one. Oh, shit. The next, well, the next great one's too. the one that Mikey wants to talk about. That's why, anyway. <laughs> okay. an autograph version of this somewhere. I mean, can you imagine the value on that Kirby had autographed this? Knowing oh. how rare it is. Okay, so let, let's get to the story on this one. So, obviously, <laughs> this is the San Diego Golden State Comic Con program from 1970. Um, the program from the 1970 inaugural San Diego Comic Con just sold for 750 bucks raw. The world's largest entertainment and pop culture exhibition began as a much smaller event 
catering to comic and sci-fi fans. This was a world before films. TV adaptations and licensing made even the most obscure characters pop icons. A world before Star Wars, before any kind of live-action Spider-Man, and even before Christopher Reeve and Linda Carter gave us contemporary versions of Superman and Wonder Woman. In 2019, about 130,000 ravenous fans attended San Diego Comic-Con. That's how big it is. Now, in 1970... The convention's program was hand-typed, photocopied, and stapled by organizers. The cover is pop art, duotone, space joyride illustrated by none other than Jack the King Kirby. This was when comic art was where struggling commercial illustrators ended up. Not like today's lofty aspirational dream job. This book is a genuine piece of history allowing us to trace the path of comics from dimly lit shops. Only the most devoted of OG nerdy fans and the convention that saw roughly 300 attendees wanted to see to today's A-list celebrities and entertainment juggernauts. Still, the most valuable thing fans acquire at Comic-Con is an excited sense of belonging. You know without speaking that the entire crowd surrounding you shares your passions. And that camaraderie all started with this program. That is amazing. And it was called San Diego Golden State Comic Con. Uh, shout out to Noel Lane Flores, who is Mikey's artist. Hey, stick around, Noel. We're going to show some stuff later, so don't go away anywhere. Um, crazy thing. This, like... If you ever heard people tell stories about Woodstock, apparently everybody was there, but not everybody was there, but they say they were there, right? I feel the same thing about people who say this about the first San Diego Comic-Con. I was there, you know. Um, interesting enough, if you Google it, there's photos that Star Wars actually had a booth there in 1977. Uh, uh, you know, one of the earliest cons, right? You know, because, you know, they were worried, you know, what, the, what they were going to show. Can you imagine... George Lucas at San Diego Comic-Con in 1977. There's actual pictures of it. They had a booth and everything. Uh, but, yeah, that this is a piece of history. Thank God for the shakers. And a shout-out to Matt. And shout-out to uh, Cal L for the $20 Super Chat. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much for supporting the channel. But uh, we let's move on, man. That's from a bit of history to a bit of newer history. I don't want to read it. <laughs> no, but I will. But I will. Just because of this great cover. Oh, okay? come on, man. Come on. Come on. All right. There we go. Silver I'll Surfer. I'll you a copy of this. I have three of them. All right. Good. I'll nice. take one of those for that. I appreciate that. All right. So this is uh, Silver Surfer 44, iconic for the newer Silver Surfer book, right? Uh, from 1990. Who said Thanos was a dead speck? I wrote off anything about Thanos after he was killed in the Avengers Endgame, but that might not be this case. Could he become a staple character um, that people want to collect? Remember, his first appearance in Iron Man 55, dual first appearance, which we love on Lords of the Longbox, is a sneaky book because it's the first appearance of Drax. Has seen a couple rest, uh, records recently with a raw selling for $1,847 what? $1,847 on 4-16-22 and a 9-8 hitting $19,200 on 6-17-22. Now, uh, now, this sale of Silver Surfer 44 in which is the first appearance of the Infinity Gauntlet, and has a killer cover of Thanos, it really does, sold for a record $410 and a 9-8 on 7-14-22. Thanos might be dead, 
but he still has some life in the comic book market. I mean, this is a great cover right here. Yeah, I shout, mean, out, was- shout out to Ron Lim. I mean, I'm I'm a huge Surfer fan, and his the Ron Lim run that he yeah. did on Silver Surfer absolutely yeah. uh, incredible. Um, and you know, and this kind of starts the whole Infinity Gauntlet thing and, and yeah. moves on. Uh, but you know what? I don't. You know, I I if you watch the What Ifs uh, series, he's in one of the episodes, right? And he's kind of changed his ways. Uh, yeah. Because I, I went down the rabbit hole of watching like. Uh, I was watching uh, Into the Multiverse of Madness, and then I said, you know what? I want to go watch some more Doctor Strange. So I went and watched the last two episodes of What If uh, that featured, you know, the you know them all fighting, you know, the uh, Ultron with the Infinity Gauntlet and everything. It's just so incredible, uh, you know. And the, yeah. That was a great episode. Tiva, I have a bomb Tiva. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, here we go. Well, you know what? We, we, you know, y'all need some Ron Burgundy in your life. It's been a minute <laughs> since you had some Ron Burgundy in your life. How often do you hear that? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! So, I completely forgot about this, um, that Thanos was on the, on the list tonight. Um, yeah, he's dead, but you're going to see flashbacks of character um i scooped this before but i have more information now they're planning on having a flashback of thanos in the star fox uh, disney plus series that they've been developing lately um they're gonna have kind of the early days of of eros star fox whatever you want to call him uh with uh, thanos during that time and i heard that that might not be just the only flashback you will see of the Mad Titan, that they're um, thinking about having him appear in more flashbacks in the future. So even though the character is dead, um, they're gonna have like, like a Black Widow thing where you see him when he was still alive. But yeah, Star no, yeah. is a project I've been hearing attached to. Yeah, I mean, it makes it only makes sense that if they have to tell the origin of Star Fox yeah. and they have to explain how he's Thanos' brother, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, and. You know, there's you know now that we know there's multiverses, then we know that there's other Thanoses out there, right? Yeah, uh, Thana- I think nobody ever died. I think the plural of Thanos is Thani. Oh okay, yeah, Thani. Who's right, the big brains on Brad? I would just act- assume <laughs> he's basically named on a on a, a Greek or or Roman character named Thanatos. I do believe is the, is the Titan god or, or something like that, but. Um, the only thing that I think we know for sure, maybe, is that the dark hold in all universes is destroyed because that's what Wanda yeah. did. Because uh, into the multiverse of madness, he says Wanda just destroyed all the dark holds in all the multiverses when she kind of uh, went away. But I don't think she went away because when that building collapsed on her, spoilers. Damn. If you haven't seen into the multiverse of madness, if you notice when she the building collapsed on her, you saw a red dash. Like uh, maybe she blipped her way out of somewhere. I don't know, man. I'm just saying. I, hey, I'm just asking questions. I don't know the answers. Silver Surfer number 44 from 1990, the direct edition, 9.8 for only $410. All right. Let's, you know what we need? We need some uh, submerging here. Yeah, let's take it back to 1970. Submariner number 24. Namor, the Submariner, finally coming to the MCU in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And fans and speculators are gearing up. Recently, a heritage auction sale for a CGC 9.8, and this was also a member of the Oregon Coast Collection. It sold for 
an astonishing $3,600. What's incredible is the second highest oh, was a 89 points that sold for $365 earlier this year. And a raw high grade copies continually sell around uh, 20 bucks. This book isn't even considered a key, but does feature a mashup of Namor's early villains taking him on, including the likes of Tiger Shark, Krang, Dr. Dorcas, and Orca. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dorcas. Uh, I'm sorry, I, had to keep, I couldn't keep a straight face. The human I thought you were joking. Whale. I sound like I had a real name. I, mean, I thought you were kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, with uh, the conclusion of Miss Marvel on Disney Plus and the use of the phrase mutation, fans are curious if Marvel's first mutant in Namor will not only usher in a new wave of epic underwater villains, but the likes of mutant kind itself. One can only hope. So really, it's only because it's a high-grade comic. I mean, the, I mean, there's no first appearances. I mean, that's... Um... I guess that's it. Dr. Dorcas is in this book. Stop uh, it. Dr. This is why hey, that book is $3,000. Dr. Dorcas, Dr. Dorcas in the house. Anytime Hell we can yeah. see Dr. Dorcas on this show, <laughs> D-O-R-C-A-S. I guess it's Dr. Dorcas. Well, I mean, if Orca uh, is is uh, correct, right? That's the first well, appearance yeah, of Orca. Dr. Dorcas. Yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, yeah, I'm saying question it's correct. Yeah. If I say it, it's right. Okay. Well, exactly, I mean, that's like, yeah. that's like Kansas and Arkansas. You don't call it Arkansas. Yeah. If they, from, yeah, <laughs> if they can get the dude from Ten Lasso to play Hercules, then uh, maybe they can get Tanesh Huerta to play Namor because uh, he got pretty bulked up. And, uh, you know, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso uh, and you've seen the – we talk spoilers for Love and Thunder, right? Well, Hercules oh, yeah, appears, okay, yeah. in the mid in the credit scene. And it's the, uh, the guy from Ted Lasso who plays uh, Roy Kent, who's one of the best characters on any TV show what at all i uh, he is absolutely hilarious uh and not making jokes he's straight faced but he's freaking hilarious so maybe uh we'll see that we could do that with tanesh huerta man so uh maybe saturday so submariner issue number 24 in 1970 sold a whopping 3600 in a 9.8 holy cow what can be next so i got a question for you guys okay. um, so what was the first time they mentioned that Namor was a mutant. Do you guys know? Oh, God. It had to have been in the 80s or 90s. They called him the first mutant. The first mutant. It was um, uh, it was a rehash of one of the books. I know exactly where it was. But there was the woman was teaching a class, um, and she says, we're going to talk about the history of, of mutants, which Namor being the first mutant. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what book it is. It was maybe even but a you know Knowing that's awesome already, Otto. Good job. <laughs> right. Well, that was back. That was back when anybody born with powers was considered a mutant, right? Later on, it was changed to they had to have uh, the mutant gene X, right? But so technically, if you were born with powers, you were a mutant. Like you know, Spider Man not a mutant because he you know got bit by a radioactive spider. Hulk not a mutant because it was radioactive rays. You know, all this stuff. It's just like if they inherit the powers, they aren't considered mutants. Um, um, so that's why they said if you're born with powers, and that's why Namor born with powers, and he became there. So there you go. All right. Um, I think Ryan just blipped out. So who Ooh, has Gabe, you're next. All right. Cool. Uh, Thanos number six, uh, the Emmanuel Lupacino Quake uh, cover from Marvel Comics 2017. 
Around this time, Marvel made retailers jump through ordering the hoops to obtain variants. Oh, God, did they? I'm, bring, I'm getting really gnarly flashbacks of those days. <laughs> so, um, doing that was my Vietnam. It was horrible. Uh, this particular <laughs> variant featured a rare solo quick cover. Uh, required retailers to meet or exceed 90% of orders for Thanos number three uh, with orders for Thanos number six regular regular cover. And this variant becomes an, an order all you want to cover. Uh, at a rough, a rough print run estimated of 27,840 copies, issue number six isn't what, uh, excuse me, issue number six wasn't an issue that stores went heavy on. So the opportunity to order this quick uh, cover was not likely. This book is very elusive. It's the first time we've ever seen a sell in over three years. This rare copy came to market and sold for $152 raw. There are copies out there somewhere. So start digging through those long boxes, everybody. Wow. That's that's crazy. Just random. But uh, this is, I'm telling you, post-pandemic, we've never seen people go back and buy variants at such a high price. If you wanted like a ratio variant, you would just wait, what, six months, eight months and said, you know what? I can get that one in 50 or one in 100 now. But now I'm, you, I mean, you know, I think it, the miles effect or whatever it is, people buying these variants is just going nuts with them. But Thanos number six, the Emil, uh, Emil, uh, Emilia, Emiliano Lupicino. Nailed it. Yeah, I nailed it. Uh, I do believe you have something on Quake. Is that true? Mike? Yeah, I have a, I have a Quake bomb, Kiva. Uh, oh, in that case, it gives me another excuse to play it. <laughs> oh, we dropping bombs! Bomb. Perfect oh, yeah. segue because I have a little mutant. I was talking about mutants with me more just a bit a while back. Uh, Tivo, I sent you another image to debut tonight after the countdown. So I'll let you know it's on your Facebook. Um, the reason why I asked about Namor is that I am hearing that Namor is a mutant in the MCU. So the first time that he's mentioned as a mutant is a book to get. Um, I didn't know I went back to X-Men number six, though. Oh, mm. my God. Yeah, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Wow. I had no idea it went back that far. Um, for those of you who have been my Facebook friends since 2015, know that I'm a huge fan of Chloe Bennett. We, I met her in 2015, was on my profile photo for like four years until I met Melissa Benoist. So uh, a year ago, Tivo, I, I scooped this, and people seem to have forgotten that the plan for Quake and MCU with Chloe Bennett was to have her become a mutant. That they're going to ignore the inhuman part aspect of her. And it's make ignored her the inhumans. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the inhumans are coming back, but they're they're really focused on the mutants right now in X-Men. And in the comic book, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Quake a mutant in the comic book, so it's actually more comic book faithful now uh, than it was before. Now... The plan for her, which I scooped before, was Secret Invasion. 
And that rumor has gotten stronger over the past couple of months that she's going to return on Secret Invasion. Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to, TiVo, is the announcement of Chloe Bennett in Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah, because she's a fan favorite already from, you know, oh, yeah. uh, her time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, the, oh, yeah. One of the best scenes ever is the revelation of her powers in that, that one awesome. episode in one season when she, yeah. you know, there's this whole long thread about, you know, Inhumans and what they're going through and what they're finding. Then she found out she has the quake juice and they kind of depowered her at the end. So, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, uh, what is it? Secret War number uh, two number or six? Yeah, I have both read in the cover, right? I have several copies here. Yeah, it's like an all-black cover, yeah. yeah it's like a miniseries yeah. they did. It's the first appearance of Quake in the comics. So uh, if you guys haven't got that, you, should, you guys should get it, because it's only a matter of time, because Chloe Bennett is a fan favorite. Every time you... Oh, yeah. When I saw her at a con, her, the lines was just a, around her booth just to get her signature. Um, and she sings. Her name is Chloe Wang, actually, yeah. uh, you know, from her old singing career. So there you Whoa. go. And that, he, uh, that Secret War series is the first Gabriel Delato comic book artwork as well. Yeah. yeah Hard so to find in 9.8s, too, because they're all black covers. I mean, oh, yeah. all black, I mean, you know, besides the character. So she's joining Agents of Atlas, which will be a Disney Plus series. And TiVo, you and I have been talking about Agents of Atlas since the very beginning. Yeah. Um, and so she'll be joining that team. But what I'm hearing now, TiVo, is that they're taking her theatrical. Um, so you're going to see Chloe Bennett's Quake more than just on Disney+. Plus. Um, there were discussions of having her in the Marvels. I'm not sure that will be her cinematic debut. Um, really? But she is going to be appearing in some of the, in the movies. They really have big plans for Quake uh, going forward. And her being a mutant is a, a big part of that. Um, they feel that having Quake as a mutant uh, kind of brings a familiar face uh, to when they reboot the X-Men. You know, they have a mutant character uh, that's been around already. Uh, besides, you know, Miss Marvel the mutant now. Um, but Quake will, will go theatrical. So if you don't have the, her first appearance by now, don't wait, don't wait for the first trailer or something, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, people and people love seeing uh, Clark Kellogg return when he was in the Captain Marvel film. Remember, they brought him yeah. back as, you know, you know, he was, you know, they killed him off, but then they resurrected him. There was something about this beach in Fiji or some crap. There, and then he ended up being a robot or, or something. It was like, <laughs> it just, it just shield. I stuck with it, you know, regardless. I would throughout the years, you know, you know, it was, hey, what am I going to watch? CSI? I'm going to watch Agent of Shield, man. So. There you go. Thanos number six, the uh, Lupacino Quake variant, and also Quake is coming soon, so buy up her first issue, boys and girls. All right, last one on here, and then we're going to see what's shaking today, and then we're going to get to some San Diego Comic-Con stuff, but uh, I love this cover. I always put this cover up for Throwdown Thursday. All right, here we go, folks. The last one on tonight's list, we've got Thor, volume one, issue number 126, originally published in 1966. Now, technically, Thor's first solo issue a raw copy of 1966 The Mighty Thor number 126 sold this week for $576, the highest raw sale we've ever seen. Previously titled Journey into Mystery, the book's name changed with this issue, giving Thor his first eponymous series. This issue is pure Bronze Age madness. Thor and Hercules fight over a powerless love interest nurse era Jane Foster. And Jane went to lunch with Hercules to make Thor jealous, I swear. Now, while Odin seethes in Asgard, pondering how to punish Thor, 
for revealing his then-secret identity to Jane. Now, the battle between Thor and Hercules ends with Hercules victorious, only because Odin's punishment is to magically weaken Thor at that exact moment. Dad, you know what I'm talking about, right? So, swarmed by spectators, Hercules immediately accepts an invitation from a talent scout to travel to Hollywood and appear in a film, which isn't weird at all, not for 1966 Marvel. Now, Hercules goes on to become an Avenger and sometimes love interest for the sensational She-Hulk. What? Spoiler alert, right? Now, Marvel's Hercules just debuted in Thor Love and Thunder, played by Brett Goldstein. So, Herc's early comic appearances are getting some serious comic collector attention. Could Hercules appear in Disney Plus's She-Hulk's Attorney at Law? Only the All-Father? And a bunch of Disney staff know for certain. Oh, I'm sure we're going to get some announcements at San Diego Comic-Con. Because yeah. the cat's already out of the bag. We had uh, Hercules on a long-term spec list uh, a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And damn, that that costume he wore in the mid credit scene is like, this is literally, this is it right here. The headgear, even, uh, what is that, a mace that he's carrying? I wouldn't call it a hammer, right? It's a mace, right? Yeah, it's more yeah, like right. a base, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, because I have the uh, the other one right before this one twenty five, which is a great cover, but also this is when they officially changed the title over to uh, the Mighty Thor one twenty six. So not, from nineteen sixty six, a raw dog only five hundred seventy six dollars. All right, boys and girls, let's see what's shaking today as I do a seamless transition over to. Oh my God, seamless. Look at that. Oh geez, it's amazing. As as usual, the here's the weekly top ten that's dominated by genies. Wow, um, you can see. Our top 10 that we do every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, you can catch us on Rewind. Hey, Alexa, play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. These are the movers, the most units sold. That's interesting. The, oh, my God. Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids. Anyway, but we're here to see what's shaking. Ooh, big boys. Oh, man. There, there's some, some big, big boys, boys. Up here. Look at that. Oh, I only got one. Ooh, ooh. Damn, my 80 is 6,500 now. Nice. Wow. Raw X Men number one, $6,600. Ah, I got to talk about this. This is what there's a few books that I have, like, I need, I still want in my collection. This is one of them. This is the Vampirilla issue number one from Warren Comics. Um, $1,500 for a raw dog. Uh, damn near impossible find. Fantastic cover. Uh, this is one of those ones where I really want. You know? Who's the cover artist on that? Frazetta? It's say. Frazetta? I think so. Yeah, it's Frazetta. And I think Neil Adams yeah. has something to do with this book, too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If you talk to Neil Adams, he has something to do. Oh, sorry. My bad. I, I shouldn't say anything like that. <laughs> anyway, too soon? No, sorry. Uh, Ultimate Fallout. Um that's interesting, Spider-Man. But you know what we like to do on the Shaker Show, right, boys and girls? Oh, we like to look at weird Golden Age comics. Look at this. Planet Comics number 57 with Hunt Bowman. Star-powered Robin Hood of the Spaceways, Mistra, Goddess of the Moon, and Futura, Earth Girl, cast into the world of tomorrow. Look at that with the ray gun and everything. Oh, Man, yeah. that is awesome. Classic. $775 for a raw dog. That is... Watch this next one right here. I want to show you guys. Yo now, hey. Ooh, look at that cover. I don't know what my man's wearing right there. It looks like he's got a skeleton, but you can see through it or something. But anyway, uh, I love these. We always have to pull up Golden Age. Look at this spawn book. What spawn, is that? This is spawn number five. This is a German issue. This is you couldn't they only made this in That's Germany. Nine. This is, is that yeah. 
This is Isn't that the cover to... Oh, okay. I thought there was a it cover is. To... This, this is the cover. This is the to one that features Angela. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. They were all like little trade paperbacks. They were like all yeah. two or three issues. Okay. Yeah, okay. but in Germany, they collected multiple issues into one. So that's the Angela um, cover, but it... Okay. Yeah. So they, you know, but this is... Uh, look at that. It's embossed, so that means it's almost like Braille, I guess. Uh, $600, $559 for a 9.8, man. But you can imagine how hard it is to find a German comic in uh, 1993. Holy cow. Uh, but that's a <laughs> Oh, man, I love this. Strange Academy still getting love. I wonder why. Hmm. 125. I don't think an announcement will be made at any Comic-Con. We'll get no, to that no. later. But I, I think, you know, D23, they're, they're still holding some ammo back. But the, this a lot of ammo back. <laughs> the Umberto Ramos um, uh, 1 in 25. $562 and 9.8, man. And there is a ton of variants. Hey. Now time we get to talk about a little V for Vendetta. Vigilante. Good yeah. book right there. George Vigilante. Vigilante. Yeah, I'm sorry, I said V for Vendetta. I thought he was hilarious in uh, he was hilarious in the uh, Peacemaker show. Peacemaker, I'm sorry. Yeah. Peacemaker yeah. was fantastic. I, I thought he was hilarious. I thought he died like ten times. <laughs> he keeps yeah. on surviving. Right? It was like, hacking somebody up. <laughs> oh, this is gorgeous. What is that one? This is Spider Man. This is the 2020 uh, facsimile Clayton Crane variant. Look at. That that is absolutely dark. Yo, he took McFarlane and said, "Hold my beer. Look at this, son." Oof. So that is the 2020 facsimile gold edition for Clayton Crane. Oh wow, I really dig that. Um, come on now, hey, comic. we're just talking about blue. Uh, there he blue, is, uh, blue um, legend right there. But come on, you know we got to talk about the comic cavalcade when you got you know Wonder Woman on a swing with uh, Hal Jordan or with the uh, with the old oh, Green Lantern. Oh. Alan oh, Scott. That's crazy, man. That is hilarious. Comic Cavalcade number seven from 1944. $447 for 4.0. That seems underpriced to me. Even two grand for a 9.0 for a book from 1944. Dude, where are you going to find a 9.0 for a book from 1944? Right. You can't even find that book. That's hard to find. Comic Cavalcade. You're showing off. I know know you like the dark stuff. Here you go, Mikey. Look at this Strange Tales of 18. That looks awesome. Strange tales of startling suspense. Four hundred thirteen dollars for a three point five. Three point five. Yeah. Ah, one of my favorite animes, Ghost in the Shell. I've been on an anime kick lately. Uh, on Netflix. Um, it started with that uh, that heavy metal one. Uh, what's it called? It's called something dark, uh, dark heavy metal or something like that. It is absolutely bonkers. Um, oh, you mean heavy it. metal? No, no, no! It's a, um, it's a Japanese. It's oh. a, it's, it's the the creator of it was heavily influenced by um, heavy metal music and um, and D and D, and so he did this anime. Um, oh yeah, yeah! You were talking about that. Yeah, uh, it's called here. I'll tell you right now. It's called Bastard, um, and it's on Netflix. It's got one season under. It's 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 awesome because the spells he casts are based off of heavy metal bands and songs. That's why it's so just <laughs> off the rails. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, and uh, don't sit and watch it with your kids. I'll just say that right off the bat. I'll just say that man, right off the bat. Uh, we're fine. Look at this, man. Dude, you're killing this I'm list today. Tivo. Damn. Oh man. I'm all over the place here, son. Uh, but you know, as we like to look at the, the absurd and the ridiculous, the absurd. So, which is tales. Look at the talons on that thing. That is uh from Harvey Comics from 1953, $358. Not bad at all. Um who the hell is this dude? Famous Monsters of Filmland. 
I have. I grew up on that magazine. Movies you should see. Who is Forrest this? Forrest J. Ackerman. That is crazy. What was that guy's name? Uh, Forrest J. Uh, the editor of the magazine. Uncle Forey. Look at that. Is those his eyebrows? Because those look crazy. So Wait, is that number one? What number is that? What issue? No, that's number five. Okay. Yeah, that's number five. Yeah, I remember growing up, you know, we had uh, Fangoria and all these movie magazines that mm-hmm. were what, what, that were made for horror. Yeah, I meant yeah. Cin- what a cinematar, whatever it's called. Holy crap. Uh, I, hey, I have this one too. I need. Matter of fact, let me add this to my collection. Get out this of is the uh, 8 Billion Genies. <laughs> Shout out to Bird City Comics. $300 for a raw dog. Let me uh, say you. That's insane. That collection. I'll say it's a 9.8 because it's brand new. Boom. Add that collect- and it's that easy, boys and girls. Boom. In your collection. Yeah, it's in my collection. Sadly, I don't have any of these anymore. I sold my last one, but I got a BMW instead. So there's that. Oh, you, know, there you, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Thank you, Shang-Chi, for my BMW X5. That's right. I'm rogue in. <laughs> but uh, high sale known. It was Mine was a, a little bit less than half of this. So it started going down precipitously. Let's just say that after the movie came out. If you look at 9.8s, um, right. um, yeah, I don't know. It's the 700s. Those are weird prices. But 8400 one of these, I'll just say one of these three are, is my sale. It's yours, uh, right? You're in there somewhere? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Let's just say one of these two sales in May are, are mine. I'll put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, and uh, use it for a down payment for my BMW X5. So thank you, Shang-Chi. It's been a fun run. Uh, so, I, at what's one up point, with Star I, Wars 3? Is is there a first appearance in that one? I, always, I know two is Obi-Wan. So who's First in full three? appearance of Obi Wan. Oh, second full appearance. Second full yeah. appearance of Obi Wan. Second okay. full appearance. Twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, for a while these were worth absolutely nothing. Yeah, know? these were like ten dollar books, dude. Exactly. They were <laughs> yeah, worth that. But you know, Disney Plus really revive you know Star Wars to what it is now. Um, but uh, holy shit, this look at this. Look at that one. Well, I remember when uh, TiVo when I scooped the Thrawn. On, oh yeah, on the show and no one was buying the book. <laughs> Mikey, I, I got did. three copies, baby. Yeah, we did. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. First appearance of Grand Admiral. Yeah, how do you say it, Otto? Grand Admiral Thrawn. No, the title of the book. <laughs> oh no! Come on, you're not going to be on the spot like that. Heir <laughs> to the Empire. Heir to, to the Empire. For a while there, he kept on saying "Heir to the Empire." <laughs> Coming from the bald guy, right? Coming from the bald guy. <laughs> Hey, for all you uh, Peach Mocha fans, here's this is my oh, favorite Peach the Doom Mocha cover. cover. That they were talking about. That's the Doom cover that we read. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite uh, Strange Academy. Uh, this is my favorite Peach Mocha cover of all time. Um, for those for those who say I hate Peach Mocha, uh, which one? This one? Fifty feet. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, the one they were talking about. I forget what we were talking about earlier. This is the Damn, book that you should. Yeah, that's the book. Never mind. <laughs> that's a great cover, though, man. What year that was that? Six thousand. Well, it's only two hundred forty-six. Sixty-seven. Sixty-six. Two hundred fifty raw. Man, not bad at all. Holy, that's manly cover here. He's a manly. Oh, boobies holy, too. holy! Sorry. You're gonna Parental get the guidance suggested. Yeah, <laughs> I love this episode. It's so off the rails. We, we were off early though. I had no idea we had boobies on the show, but hey, like I said, this show. I think you have so. more. I think you have more than boobies there. So this is the nude cover. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> we won't go that far. That's uh, yeah. Bush. I did not even see that there was the. Uh, 
that the the, the drapes match the curtains or what's the carpet <laughs> match the drapes there all right boys it's all hardwood floors baby yeah so uh thanks for hanging out with us but all keep right. on hanging on boys and girls uh mikey's gonna talk to us about some stuff at san diego comic-con but we're gonna take a brief break so you can hear from our my our sponsor my slabs and maybe some music because i had to go take a tinkle tinkle too so but don't hang around we got at least another 30 minutes to three hours maybe what? i don't know but let's hear from our sponsor my slabs the platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20%, or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors.
Dude, that's whoever edited that crushed it. Yeah, it's a channel called uh, Two Minutes to Midnight or something like that. They they do awesome like metal mashups of craziness. So uh, we uh, thanks for Gabe and uh, Ryan. But uh, now we go on to the Mikey Sutton portion of the show. Uh, what do you want to talk about first, Mikey? What do you got? Man, what are you hearing hard. about San Diego Comic Con? It's, or, uh, it's hard to or... follow Bush and Boobies, dude. I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what an opening act. I mean, seriously, opening act for me. <laughs> We're in the end game now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, in terms of okay, I want to discuss Marvel, especially at SCCC. Um, what I've been hearing, Tivo, basically is kind of lower your expectations. I know everybody's expecting Fantastic Four to drop, the Green Rebel cast to drop, the X Men cast to drop. Um, and I remember, I can't remember Tivo I told this to, but. Um, Kevin Foggy has enough bombs for all three events that have coming up because there's okay. D23, today, there's D23. Obviously, their own events are going to have the, the biggest juice, right? <laughs> kind of on this porno cake lately, you guys thank you. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're, what, what, the, the biggest to me, the, the biggest part of SECC, what I'm hearing, is Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Reynolds will show up. He's gonna talk about Deadpool three. What I'm hoping for, what I what I heard, he's gonna drop the f bomb uh, at 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 SCCC. Kind of like, hey, I'm a Disney now. Fuck it, I don't care. You know? Okay. Yeah, In Deadpool uh, costume, you think, Mikey? It's very possible. Now, now the biggest possibility I'm hearing, Otto, is he brings Hugh Jackman out with him. Yes, uh, I would love that. That, that yeah, would because be the, if I recall, they just they're gonna release Deadpool one and two on Disney Plus, like. Really soon, like, or if it yeah. already has been, it's tomorrow. Been. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, tomorrow. The timing, come on, you, there's gotta be something to the timing of all of this. Um, you have Logan and Deadpool one and two on Disney Plus, right? Day before the holiday, yeah. No, it's, it's marketing, okay? There's gotta be some kind of marketing thing. They, they chose that day especially, uh, which to me lends credibility to what I'm hearing that Ryan Reynolds will be there. Um, of yeah, course so because you know, 2019 they really went all out so yeah, much yeah. to the fact where Feige ran out of time and said, "Oh, by the way, yeah, we're doing FF and we're doing the, <laughs> we're doing X Men. Yeah. Uh, we you know we ran out of time and they uh, they announced Mahersha Ali as Blade. Uh, I got to think what's currently being filmed right now is what Armor Wars. I think they started filming that Ironheart. Uh, I believe right Ironheart. Yep. What if season two, which is going to be on the animation panel, yeah. not on uh, Hall H. Yeah. Um, but as you we were saying, uh, Disney has Disney Plus Day on September 8th, which leads into D23, which is going to be yeah. at the uh, Anaheim Convention Center. So um, I, I've been oh, that's in your uh, backyard, D23. right? You'll be there. I've been there before. It is madness because it's it's everything under the Disney umbrella. So you get, a, you know, Star Wars, Marvel, all like the Disney princesses and all, yeah. you know, the cards. It's it's everything. It's like, a, you know. Think of Star Wars celebration on steroids because Star Wars will be there too at D23. I mean, it's it's everything under the Disney well, umbrella. Yeah, D23 is where I'm hearing that you're going to hear about the Kevin Foggy Star Wars film. Um, they're going to have a, a title announcement. Uh, oh. <laughs> D23. That's where you're going to hear who the Fantastic Four are, um, who the X Men will be. Uh, they're going to say for D23, not for, for San Diego. Um, what I'm hearing, the biggest thing is Ryan Reynolds. If he brings Hugh Jackman out with him, that would be huge. Uh, but I guess Ryan Reynolds there 
costume maybe just like really pushing Deadpool 3 maybe we'll have a release date for it already at, at, at that point um, but beyond that we're going to get our first look at Wakanda Forever there we now, go if they that's release it online it. I think it will go crazy but that's the unfortunate part about San Diego they get to see it we know uh, yeah. Unless somebody's like you know hiding a camera somewhere, which you know it'll hey, happen. They did it at, uh, <laughs> they did a Star Wars celebration. The Ahsoka trailer is out there if you really want to see it. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, I'm sure we'll see Namor, you know, blurry or not. We're gonna we're, we're gonna see Namor. And really, they should pay off the people at Hall H because they're spending the they're they're in line right now for Hall H. To be honest, right? With they're in H. line right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have yeah. a hook. Yeah, I have a hookup for Hall H. Because, uh, unfortunately, he's in Hawaii right now. Um, not dropping any names or anything. Big to do. Um, he's friends <laughs> with the director of marketing for Hall H. So it, he's been going to Hall H for like for every year. Every year. Um, you know, uh, last, obviously last couple of years. But, um, you know, so it'd be interesting to see. Because they, they, they will show some of this panel. But as soon as they mm -hmm. show like a trailer, they're like, you know they'll cut to black or they'll tell everybody you know stop you know recording or filming like emergency awesome does a great job of, of i don't know how they get such great footage but then you know people if you follow you know people like on variety or the hollywood reporter who are actually there in hall h they will live tweet what's going on and that's about as close as you'll get and you know and you know to be fair to the attendees of hall h then it's they stood in line and slept in line for three four days why you know this should be exclusive to them right yeah so yeah any other surprises for Marvel um, before we move on to DC? I'm hoping for a Chloe Bennett announcement, but I got a feeling they're going to save that for Disney Plus Day. Uh, we will get like a first look at Secret Invasion. Um, now, as far as the animation part, um, they're going to have a presentation on X-Men 97. Um, hopefully, we'll get some sort of footage uh, from that cartoon. And also, um, we haven't talked about Marvel Zombies cartoon. That's right. Uh, yeah, my I've heard Marvel Zombies and What If and uh, Moon yeah. Girl and Devil Dinosaur because that's panels. I think tomorrow is today Thursday. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the Marvel Thursday. Animation panel is, is is separate from the uh, Hall yeah. H, which is uh, specifically typically just for films. But sometimes they'll sprinkle in some Disney Plus stuff. But you know, he's got like I said, they got D twenty three and Disney Plus Day lined up. So you know. Um, it's time for uh, DC to steal the show if they can. Uh, what are you hearing on yeah. the DC side? Henry Cavill is going to show up. I, mean, I've, I you know, I've, I've been hearing we had an article on it because they want to announce Man of Steel two. Um, it'll probably happen on Saturday morning with um, with the Black Adam. Now, at first, I was very skeptical that The Rock would announce Henry Cavill and doing a, a cameo in Black Adam. I thought they would. Do a Spider-Man No Way Home thing where you know he keeps it from the media, right? Deny, deny, deny until it shows up. But um, they really want to push Black Adam, you know. So I think that's why they hey, let's create some more hype for this film, and you know, go ahead and announce Henry Cavill's in the post credit, uh, and you know, just a kind of uh, generate excitement for the second film is where Henry Cavill will really be, you know, his first big appearance. Um, yeah, because The Rock's been talking about this for years oh, yeah, now. Even yeah. during their uh, what was that? Their DC thing that they do, the Fandom, and he yeah. was talking about you know I can kick Superman's ass. And I think he was on, I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel last night. He brought it up again. Um, and you know, The Rock still has the, or Dwayne Johnson still has the Rock 
promotional skills that he used to use when he used to pull promos and wrestling. And mm-hmm. I can just imagine him in full character as Black Adam s- s- staring down Henry Cavill and Hall H will lose their mind. That's oh, yeah. They'll go crazy. They'll yeah, go anything crazy. like anything to get their minds off of Ezra Miller, to be honest with you, I think, you know, to, to, <laughs> you know, you know they need something to he, get you're away right from on that. target. He fell with that one yeah. and Amber Heard as well. And, and that will that will that will do it. I mean, do you remember like uh, I'm in mean, Hall H uh, a while ago, and they just showed the logo for Batman vs Superman. People just lost it, right? Uh, oh yeah, and, I remember that. And then, we, and then we got the movie, and then it was like anyway. But I digress. But you know what? Um, didn't um, Marvel Studios have an event like right after that? The El Capitan, El Capitan right? They had. Oh event. yeah, With, they were like, "Hold my beer," and that's when they announced yeah, like uh, like the whole. S- slate for like the next like two phases right uh and interesting enough the inhumans film was on that slate and then it was, it was no longer yeah. on that slate but that was when they announced the eternals and everything else so uh hell we we haven't even talked about like you know guardians of the galaxy 3 nova which we heard is coming i mean there's a Will we the see de- the, the silence again? is definite. The silence is deafening to say the least well you're gonna by the way yeah guardians of the galaxy 3 you're going to see something about that on SECC. Nice. Uh, with with Warlock, the actor who plays yep. Warlock is going to be showing up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope Michael Keaton shows up too, uh, Lords of Brooklyn. That would be awesome to see him say his iconic line I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about the Flash film is that they're going to have to hide Ezra Miller from all the publicity and put Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck up front. Like yeah, cause they have to promote the Flash choice. movie, right? With, yeah. I mean, you know, but I don't think it's it's a little too soon to have the star of the film come out. Uh, you know, so. No, so where you been? What have you guys been up to? How's the promotion going? How was Hawaii? How was Hawaii? I can't wait to see more like uh, JSA stuff from Black Adam. Like you know, it will. Dr. Okay, Fate. I guarantee yeah, you yeah. will see. You will see more Doctor Fate um, this weekend. Um, Love yeah. it. They're, they're gonna push that more, um, but in terms of the Flash, it's just hilarious. They're gonna hide, they're gonna have to hide the start of the film. I don't <laughs> next year. All this ever? I don't recall <laughs> and this happening in, wow, like, I mean, besides somebody being sick or something, that they were just like, yeah, we're gonna do the you're starring in the movie, but we're gonna promote it without you. Do you mind? Uh, you know, so you know. <laughs> well, anyway. It's funny to you because this film got made basically because Keaton got on board. Like, well, you know, Ezra Miller is not that big of a star by himself. We we'll put Batman in there. You know, McKinney, yeah. you know? Greg Gustafson is <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. He's like, all I did was tape on an airplane, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking of DC stuff, there's a Sandman panel tomorrow, which is not part of the DC panel. It's part of a Netflix yeah. panel. Uh, and, uh, the game apparently the people who are there right now saying that Game of Thrones has taken over the entire con, and I Whoa. believe the Game of Thrones uh, panel is tomorrow for the House of Dragon, yeah. uh, and you and um, it, they have great social media by the way. But they said retweet and then we'll tweet at you the full trailer. And sure enough, they tweeted at me. They go, "Here's a trailer. Thanks for you know retweeting." Wow, that's then, some great marketing there. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's how I got the House of Dragons trailer. And then uh, Paper Girls did the same thing. I retweeted oh, that. And paper, if you haven't seen the Paper Girls trailer, that's going to blow up too. That book is really slept on right now. So, you know, there's still a lot of cool. That, that takes place in the 80s, right? I mean, I yeah, it's, it's, 
uh, takes place a little bit of everything because they okay. time travel time throughout. Travel, it's, right? yeah, oh, okay. It's, okay. Yeah, awesome. it's very interesting. People think it's a straightforward story. It is not at all. But, you know, if I mean, after Stranger Things, anything is possible. You can do online, you mm -hmm. know, on, on a streaming show. Uh, I, I'm still, if you haven't seen the Stranger Things finale, That's it's incredible. The most metal thing you will ever see. <laughs> shredding master of puppets on top yep. of a freaking thing with demons coming demons out all over man. the place yo it gave me goosebumps son. and he uh the actor actually learned how to play but they do have a stunt double in there that's playing and that was uh and what was cool is that the metallica actually you know posted a video where they played along with them and they were the was a hellfire club is that what their the name of their D, D group is yeah 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 you know, a lot of people always say metallica you know naps are designing but they were like full-on like you know like uh, you know, and apparently Master Puppets charted on streaming after yes. that show. Yeah, well, like like Kate did, uh, like Kate Bush, the Kate Bush song too. Yeah, she's like, hey, I'm glad I got a bunch of new fans, you know. And uh, you know, one guy tweeted saying, oh well, you know, I've been here since day one, and a bunch of bandwagoners and Metallica responded, hey man, either you've been here for the last forty years or you just started yeah. there. We're just glad that you're listening to our music. So if you haven't seen, just Google Master Puppets Stranger Things finale. It's absolutely. Insane! I loved it. I was, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be bumping master in my master bumping notes in my car for a while. <laughs> so I don't roll up so somewhere. People just go. Yeah. Yeah. First album I ever bought was Hounds of Love by Kate Bush, nineteen eighty-seven. No yeah, first album I ever bought, and Running Up That Hill was was the single out there. So. That's a great song too. Which yeah, you know, I is. don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen <laughs> Stranger Things finale, but. The Kate Bush song is pretty right after Master Pub. It's right there yeah. because there's a certain thing they have to do. To, ah, I don't want to. It's it's great. Go watch it. You haven't seen it, and you <laughs> gave up after the first few seasons. Watch this one. There's going to be another. I think a second half of this season is coming in like in a month or two. So uh, there's that man. It's just a great time to be a geek. I mean, because we got House of Dragon, well, a fantasy geek, House of Dragon, uh, Lord of the Rings, as well as the Dungeons and Dragons trailer. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so I mean, all the sword and sorcery stuff right now. Um, damn, I can't wait because I'm a big yeah. fan of fantasy. Um, hell, I man. remember a time, Tiva, where all we had was like, like, like Manimal and an Auto Man, <laughs> and, and oh that's all we Manimal. had. Yeah, I mean, we had we had Buck Rogers in the 20th century. That yeah, was Buck high high G Buck A Lieutenant Colonel Deering, man. She was fine. Colonel Deering was smoking. Oh, she was. And there was another Empress lady who was smoking hot too. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Then we had the. That's a good one, the JP. That's a good one right there. Then we had the movie. What was the movie? Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Oh, come on, James Yeah. First time I saw Hawkman on the big screen. Do you remember um, the powers of Matthew Starr? You want to get really obscure? He oh has that telekinetic no. abilities, you know? No, <laughs> like I do, I do you one better. I do you one better. Do you remember the man from Atlantis? Oh, hell yeah. He used to swim with the – he had, like, webbed hands and feet. <laughs> he used to swim. And it was, Apparently uh, that was going to be named where they couldn't get the rights, so they, they made him the man from Atlantis. No <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the dude that played, it was the guy Patrick that was Duffy. in the show Dallas. Yeah. Patrick yeah, Duffy. Dallas. See, it's yeah. good to have all those old guys or so making JB feel young again. Look at him. Yeah. Yeah. 
I can remember yeah, I got like a couple of the first issues of Man from Atlanta is hanging around. I'll send you one. Right. <laughs> Not like in the eighties, it was a huge thing, like Beastmaster and the Sword and oh, Sorcerer and all these. Oh, yeah. They call them by like, Sword and Sandal oh, yeah. films, right? That were sorcery yeah. films. Uh, Sorcerer, Tanya, Tanya Roberts' fine ass was in uh, Beastmaster, and then yeah. of course yeah. the Conan Bolt. movies. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about something on one of our last shows uh, um, that you don't really see gratuitous just boobies for no reason on the, in yeah. the movies and shows anymore. Like in the 80s, like Porky's, like uh, oh, you know, Zapped or any of these show yeah. movies that were just like, you know, I remember we, my, my friend's older brother took oh, a bunch right. of us fourth graders in to see Porky's ah. for his birthday. <laughs> And we were like, oh my God, dude. But you remember just this? one of the guys, that film, just one of the guys, a PG 13 yeah. film that had big, big flash of boobies there. Really yeah, really Beastmaster is PG 13, so you get to show boobies for like two seconds. In the yeah. seconds yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not now. Yeah. Uh, so, Lords of Brooklyn, Fire and Ice is a great movie. Hold on a second. So, you. So, oh no, it was your buddy's birthday. It wasn't your birthday. I was going to say your anniversary <laughs> of your birthday is coming up soon, right? You have a birthday coming up, right? I'll be turning. I had to Google my age the other day because I 26. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, am I 50 or 51? I'll be turning 51 on Sunday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Your birthday's so coming up. Perfect. You issue two is coming out with you in it. Well, that's a perfect segue, Ooh. Mikey. I hope Noel Layton <laughs> is in the live out. chat because we got a first exclusive for you guys. If you saw us on my Instagram, I posted this on my one of my stories, but this is the first appearance of Tavo, what? the evil sorcerer. Stop <laughs> digging in the long box of sin. And I do believe I'm murdering Reggie Collects there. Is he giving a little... <laughs> and these are Stop. my minions that are just hanging from a ceiling. <laughs> You know, this I'm afraid. Thinking in my long I'm gonna be people are gonna cosplay these girls. I'm gonna meet them at a convention sometime. It's got this bad feeling about it. You know, I'm gonna, it's gonna freak me out. You know? That's funny. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I like the portal of blood that Noel drew up on the ceiling there. It says, stop digging in the long boxes of sin. I asked Noel, I was like, look, as long as I have a cloak or cape that looks somewhat like Dr. Strange, he goes, I'll work it in. Uh, and then there's uh, there's another version of it to where she, it shows my uh, my tattoo sleeves as well. This isn't my final form from what I understand. Um, now, do you want to describe this other image, Mikey? Yeah. yeah. This one, okay. So this? This, is, this is Tavo. Um, you know, he can shape shift into a tree, and then and this is uh, near, near the end of the, of the story there, where you, where you find out that he's a puppet master, um, you know, behind me, these, uh, these three dead schoolgirls there. What? Uh, and if you, the first issue, if you look closely at the tree, you'll see a face. That is the first, um, what do you want to come out? It's not that first appearance of Tavo, but you know. It's a cameo. It's a cameo. It's a cameo. Uh, an, an unnamed cameo in Dreamwalker number one. <laughs> oh. But here you see me come out of the tree and then yeah. become the evil sorcerer Tavo. Yeah, very end, yeah. And uh, I love the Bernie Wrightson effect that uh, Noel is. Um, Creating here with with the artwork. Very yeah, the artwork is fantastic. And when when can people expect uh, issue two to drop? About two weeks. Um, you know, I still have to do the editorial on the inner page. Um, this book took longer than expected because I wrote this full script. Unlike the first issue, which was written pre-COVID, this was written during COVID, uh, and I wrote a, a first um, full script, so it took me longer. And Noella 
was like, oh my God, this is a long strip. <laughs> So uh, pre-orders will come out. You can buy them directly from secondskincomics.com. So uh, first appearance of DeVoe, I can sign your copies for a minimal fee of free. Hopefully we'll have some more news about Dreamwalker, which we can't talk about quite yet, but uh, I'm quite excited awesome. about it. Congratulations, Mikey, on Dreamwalker. And, Congratulations, uh, Mikey. And to you, DeVoe, you're going to be cosplayed now. Nice. Mm. Hey, <laughs> we need a TiVo miniseries, a uh, one-off that explains my origin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Right. There no, we I, go. I, I, the development. Okay, what am I thinking? Here we go. Here we go. There oh, you go. There you go. Boom. Boom. The boom. Now I'm talking. Oh, look at that. All red. <laughs> Pop a collar. All right. Pop the boom. Collar. Cloak, not a cape. Remember that. It's a cloak. It's not a cape. As they said, as he correctly said in Doctor Strange into the Walter of Madness, it's not a. It's not a cape. It's a cloak. All right. Uh, anything else, Mikey? Uh, pretty much it. Uh, Cosmemag.com. Got a bunch of scoops there as usual. Right, <laughs> and and guys... others, there's coming back. Oh, wait, one, one more thing I got to tell you guys. So the um, you had the Hercules uh, Thor issue earlier. Yeah. Um, you guys remember the, the Thor cartoon from the 60s? That yeah, it was like really, really like stop. Mo- it was like kind yeah. of animated, but not animated. It came out in the 60s. Marvel had a, yeah. a, a handful a bunch of, them, of them. Yeah. So. Back in the early 90s, I was writing for Amazing Heroes magazine. I reviewed um, that, that series. Like it came out on video cassette. And they had, they had a Chain um, Foster episode with Hercules. And I'm wondering if that was an adaptation of that comic you guys had. Um, because um, Hercules made uh, Thor jealous. Because he was, we, we went after Chain um, Foster. And yeah, I, it sounds like it. I, I think it was Odin, Odin who sent him. And anyway, um, I since we're talking about finger banging and Bush and everything, it <laughs> um, uh, just, just reminded me that when I was writing the article, I said, this cartoon sounds like a porno. It was, oh, called, it was called Enter Jane Foster. Enter oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say in the '60s, uh, things weren't politically correct as they are. You uh, couldn't get away with that now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just on a side note, I've been watching the uh, DB Cooper uh, documentary on uh, Netflix, and it talks about how in the late '60s, '70s, you could just literally walk up to a counter, pop down some cash, and buy a plane ticket without any idea, and just go yeah. wherever you wanted to. It was amazing to me. And they're also talking about how they sexualized uh, stewardesses and they were getting hit on left and right. Uh, and just, just why, if you don't know the story about D.B. Cooper, go in there and watch it. it is well, absolute... yeah, he's, he, he's from here. So exactly. He, well, supposedly he, he, he jumped out of the airplane somewhere between Portland and Seattle, somewhere like yep, that. Yep, right? yep, uh, no, he made away with $200,000 cash and never found him. But I'll let you watch the documentary to find out for yourself. <laughs> All right, is that it, Mikey? That's it, yeah. Until well, thanks for joining week. us. Uh, we'll be back it's for letters, not this Sunday. It's my birthday this Sunday, but yeah. uh, following Sunday. So uh, find previous episodes of Letters and Longbox. Drop a question in there, and Mikey yeah. will uh, answer them. We'll go live on uh, the uh, whenever the 30... 20... What, uh, 24th? Yeah, July 31st. Why not make that Sunday, July 31st, man? All right, Perfect, Mikey, thanks yeah. for joining us. All right, Otto, yeah, any last you. words? No, man, what a great show. 90 minutes, old school, L-O-T-L-B style right here. Yeah. Mikey, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you all. Uh, for, the, 
Yeah, man, it's been a great time. Um, so go check out Three Men in a Basement. We have Terrificon coming up in eight days. We've got lots of things planned. Um, we did a dealer preview show the other night, so check that out. Tomorrow night, Roger is going to do like a buyer's preview show of what people are going to be doing at Terrificon. Also, we did partner up with my brother, Power Kid Comics, and we have an exclusive cover that will be dropping at Terrificon in Three Men in a Basement style, and the final reveal will be tomorrow night. So please wow. check out Three Men in a Basement for that. Yeah, my address. I'm expecting that comic and a shirt. And a shirt. It's already at the order, my man. It's already at the order. Before I forget, um, in a future issue of Dream Whopper, you're going to see Tavo's henchmen. Um, so you're going to see his fellow lords uh, making guest appearances in the book. So, oh, get out. Oh, my God. So, Otto, you're going to be showing up in the future. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you get my hair right, Mike. Oh, we sure hair right. Hey, it's well, easier to draw bald head in, right? It's easier to draw <laughs> bald head than to draw hair. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Awesome. And it's a it's it's to say this there's going to be an X Men themed cover. I'll just leave it as yes, that. yes. We're we're going to do that. That's yeah. John, it's a Chris Claremont era cover. Love it. Um, John Burns. I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> JB, any last words? Yeah, you know, thanks for having me on. I am officially relocated, and as you can tell, I have internet in the house. I'm getting internet in the man cave tomorrow, and now you're going to start to see some more content. I did drop four videos yesterday. Some repackaging of some uh lords of Longbox content but hey go check out check it out go check out the channel and uh i'll see you next thursday love it all right love it thanks for joining us thank you for our birthday wishes we'll see you tuesday for the cover price top 10 until next time boys and girls keep digging in them long boxes i'm gonna just go out differently and say the word this time let's go out on a high note